question. What's your opinion? <laughs> you know it's a twist to what you already know. Y'all gotta know what's your opinion. What's your opinion? But you guys, first we're gonna pray real quick. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you for making us the head and not the tail above and not beneath. Thank you for imparting to us spiritual revelation and knowledge, Father. I ask that as I open my mouth to just speak with my lips of life. Father God, and let you give us a ear to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive. Um, being grabbed the word of God. Father, I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I dropped in to ask the question, what's your opinion? How many of you know um, that the when we as believers believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, that he is the only way, he is the only truth, and he is the only life, that his opinion is supposed to be our opinion. And when our opinion is not his opinion, <laughs> then we as believers, because when we say that we're believers, that means we believe. What, what does it mean to be a believer? Because the Bible says that even devils believe and tremble, right? So it's more to it than just believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We definitely got to believe that to get to the Father, you know, but it's more to it than that. So what does it mean to believe? Well, it means to have faith in God. What does that mean? What does that mean to have faith in God? That means to have faith in who he is. To have faith in his faithfulness. To have faith in his, um, the fact that he cannot tell a lie. To have faith in his kindness, his long-suffering. To have faith in his word. Because God and his word is one, right? So when we say to have faith in God, what we're saying is, I have faith in who he is. I have faith in what he says. Because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The word became flesh and it dwelt among men, right? So God and his word is one. So to have faith in God is to have faith in who he is and how he is and what he says. To be a believer is to believe in who he is and what he says and what he does. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say, right? Why they were one. They were one in the spirit. They were one in one in mind. Um they thought alike. They acted alike. He did what he saw his father do. He said what he heard his father say, right? So I'm coming in to ask the question, what is your opinion? I mean, um, I, I see some things on YouTube, and I see some preachers and pastors and, and artists and things like this, and it kind of affects my spirit because when they ask questions about, you know, certain subjects, and they won't say what the words say when it comes to sexual morality and things like this. They won't say what, what the words say. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand why they're stumbling. I don't understand why they're mumbling. Um, because as believers, on every subject, not just that subject, but on every subject, if we don't know, um, I like to tell people, uh, my opinion is God's opinion. <laughs> Whatever he says about it, that's what I believe. Because I'm a believer. And I don't know about you, I'm just so fed up with myself <laughs> that I don't trust my opinion anymore. I'm so fed up um, with me my flesh. I'm fully convinced that my way was the wrong way. That Jesus Christ is the only way. 
And when my ways are not his ways, then my ways is the wrong way. I mean, that, that's really what that is to me, right? So my opinion, I ask the question, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Is your opinion God's opinion? What is the counsel of God concerning whatever it is? When people come to ask you as a believer, what's your opinion on this subject? What's your opinion on homosexuality? What's your opinion on adultery? What's your opinion on stealing? What's your opinion on unforgiveness? What's your opinion on um, whatever the subject is? Our opinion is God's opinion. We don't have to make up nothing. And we don't know what the counsel of God is as believers because believers believe. You know, the word of God is not a buffet. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to do. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to believe. Either believers believe. Jesus always told people when they got healed, he said, guess what? Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Our faith, having faith in God is what activates the promises of God. We have to believe that he said it. Not that he's going to do it. We have to believe that it's already done. Right? We call those things which be not as though they already are. Believers believe. Believers believe the word of God. Not just bits and pieces. Not just the parts they want. But when we read it, a real believer, they instantly believe it. It's with our mouth that we confess. We can say a whole bunch of stuff. Because these people that I've heard, you know, I was, you know, I was taken back. That the fact that they couldn't just say what the word of God said. There was really no explanation. My, You ask me about anything, and I'm going to tell you that I believe what God believes. You're going to get what the words say because I'm a believer. I, my opinion is God's opinion. There's nothing else. We don't add to the word or take away from it unless we be found to be a liar and, the, and, and, the, and get rebuked. Right? We don't add or take away from the word of God. We Believers, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. My opinion as believers, our opinion should be God's opinion. As believers. Our believers believe. And we can tell what we believe by how we live. There's no condemnation. This is a teachable moment. I, I pray that the word of God, that it challenges us, that it convicts us, that it convinces us. That for real, Jesus Christ, he is the only way. There is, And if you try to go any other way, then he said you're a thief and a robber. There's only one way to the Father. That's what I believe. And the reason I believe that is because Jesus Christ said that. It's simple as that. That's why I believe it. I, there is no other explanation. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe, I confess with my mouth that I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe in my heart. For his spirit bears witness with my spirit to let me know that I am a child of God. Are you a believer? What's your opinion? We shouldn't have to scramble for words. God's opinion is my opinion. So if you want to know what I think or what I believe about a subject, go to the Bible and see what it says. And that's what I believe. <laughs> you, 
know we're going to have to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We're going to have to set our face like a flint. Because the devil wants to come in and mingle the seed. And even the elect will be deceived. Because when we get into people worship, that's when we get away from Jesus' worship. And we say, well, so-and-so said it. So-and-so, I don't care who said it. I don't care who said it. If the word of God, if Jesus didn't say it, if the word of God is not saying it, then God is not saying it. I am a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is my Lord. God's word must be our absolute truth, because as we approach these evil in times, even the elect will be deceived. Because when we have itching ears, when people don't want to hear the truth, they will run away from you. And they will go find somebody that's going to tell them what they want to hear. Be aware of this. We must be able to endure sound doctrine. We must be able to sit there and endure it and just let that flesh suffer. And say, you know what, Lord? Your way is right. Your, for you, your word is true. You're the only way. Your word is the only truth. I'll, I'll let this go. I give up my way for your way. I give up my will for your will. I give up what I want for what you want, Lord. Isn't that what Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane? And David, you must go to the Garden of Gethsemane. We must crucify this nasty, rebellious flesh every single day. We must crucify. The Apostle Paul says, I crucify my flesh daily. We must bring it under subjection to the word of God, to the will of God, to the way of God, and say, listen here, flesh, you will not have your way. <coughs> Excuse me. We must be steadfast. We must set our face like a flint. You know, people be sending me videos and one of my sisters sent me a video and this man was in the airport and he had on a t-shirt um, saying Jesus Christ is the only way and the security in the airport was telling him they wanted him to take his shirt off he was going to leave he didn't want to take his shirt off he wasn't going to listen here the same way the devil believes what he believes we got to believe what we believe the same way you believe what you believe is the same way I believe what I believe except this is what I had to tell someone once. Um, you know, when people say that they're atheists, the truth of the matter is you're not an atheist because you believe in something. The fact that you don't believe in God, that's what you believe in. You know, the devil has tricked you out of the truth. That's what he did to Eve in the garden. Surely you're not going to die. You won't surely die. I mean, God told a lie more or less. That's what he was saying. God is lying. You're not going to die. Surely you're not going to and, and that's what the spirit of uh, deception is. How many of you know that without correction, we open ourselves up to deception? And so um, I, I love, like I say, I love it all. I love the edification, exhortation, confirmation, but I love the rebukes too. You want to know why I love the rebukes? Because I know for a fact I'm not perfect. That means I'm going to be um, corrected. I thank God for convicting me, for convincing me, for chastising me. Saying, listen here, that was wrong. Your spirit was not right. You did that wasn't right. I thank him 
for that because he chastised those that he loved. You know, um, when uh, my kids were growing up, I used to make them listen. We used to go to Sunday, church on Sundays and Bible studies on Wednesdays and anything else they had in between. And I would uh, take their friends. Their friends, would, they had friends. Because I, I, I was like, well, you know what? If you get the kids, you can get the parents. <laughs> so um, parents might want to go, but the kids would. So I'd take their kids. One little girl said, and I and I and I was really firm with my kids. I mean, I was their babysitter. God had lent them to me, right? How many of you know that our children are a gift from God? They're not ours, and the Lord lends them to us. And it's our responsibility to be their babysitter, to train them up in the way they should go. And when they oh, they won't depart. And that's not just in the things of the Lord; that's in natural things too. See what their gifts are. See what their callings are help direct them in that direction, encourage them in that. It's not about them doing what we want. It's about finding out what the gift, the gift that God has put in them so they can do what God wants. What's your opinion? What's your opinion? As believers, how can two walk together except they both agree? Amos 2 and 3. When I don't agree with God, I can't, we can't walk in fellowship with God. When we don't agree with God, we cannot walk in fellowship with God not complicated to me. The simplicity of the gospel. I'm convinced. I'm fully convinced that my way was the wrong way. Are you fully convinced? We cannot mingle the seed. We cannot make the word say what we want it. We cannot twist it. I mean, even know Jesus did not come to conform, but he came to transform. And he tells us, he said, be not come for him. He said, beloved, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, only an acceptable unto the Lord. And be not conformed unto the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you will know his good, acceptable, perfect will of God. This is our reasonable service. This is the least we can do. How many of you know we cannot know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will without renewing our mind? Because God's word is his will. We, it's like when someone leaves a will behind, right? The lawyers call you in and they read the will. They call it a will because this is what this person wrote. This is this person's will. This is what they want. Listen, this is what I want. This is my will. Okay? And God's word is his will. And God is saying, listen here, read my will. And, can be, and can, then you can know what I want. This is my will. And this is what I want. We can't twist it can't manipulate the word of God. Can't make it say what we want it to say. We're not called to, Jesus, we're not called to conform. We're called to be ye transformed. We have to change our mindset. We have to renew our mindset to change where we're at. We have to renew our mindset to change our choices. What's your opinion? opinion, God's opinion, then it shouldn't be hard to answer answer questions. Even if you don't know what the word say, my, my opinion is the word of God. I say, I, I was telling um, a family member once, we were talking about fornication, and um, I, I was talking to them about it, and they said, oh yeah, that's what you and mom believe. You know, and I was like, no. I said, the reason we believe it is because that's what Jesus said, because I, I, I'm a fornicator. I believe it because um, that's what the word of God says. It says the, bed, uh, the, um, the marriage bed is undefiled, but the, uh, the bed of adultery or something 
is not. He said that all sin, uh, all sin is done outside the body, except for when we commit sexual immorality to sin against the body. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and your body is not your own, but it's been bought with a price. So I believe it. He said, "Flee youthful lust." He's Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that you have been bought with a price. My question is, what is your opinion? You know, we all have one. What's your opinion concerning marriage? What's your opinion concerning being a wife? What's your opinion concerning being a husband? What's your opinion concerning raising kids? What I want to know is, what's your opinion? How many of you know that life does come with a manual? What's your opinion concerning finances? When our opinion is not God's opinion, then our opinion is not right. (laughs) Not when we all agree that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. So when we want to know the counsel, when we want to know the right way, then we find out what God say. Remember, believers believe. I just simply dropped in for a second, a minute, a moment to ask the question, what's your opinion? Is your opinion God's opinion or is your opinion your own opinion? What's your opinion concerning friendship? Where do you get your idea from? More or less what I'm saying is because an opinion is something that we believe to be true. So where do you get your idea from? What's your truth concerning friendship? You know, we have to think about our thoughts because how many of you know that the mind is the battleground? This is where it all goes down. And Corinthians 10 tells us we have to cast down every evil imagination and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That is the fight of faith. When the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith, Bring every thought into captivity, casting down evil imaginations and bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. We have to bring our thoughts in obedience to what God's word say. When our thoughts are contrary to God's thoughts, we have to bring those thoughts into obedience to what God say and say, no, this is contrary to who he is. This is contrary to how he is. When my thoughts are contrary to who God is, when my thoughts are contrary to how God is, when my thoughts are contrary, then I need to bring, cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. You say, how do you do that? By replacing the devil's lie with God's truth. How many of you know that every area in our lives where there's a stronghold, addiction, a bondage, is an area in our lives that we're believing a devil's lie. Jesus tells us, remember John 8, 32, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What is it that the truth will set us free from? God's truth sets us free from the devil's lies. How many of you know that the Bible tells us that Satan is the author of confusion? Jesus said that he is the he is a liar. He is the father of lies. 
To be a father of something means to give birth to it. You actually carry the seed because the seed is within itself, the Bible says, and it produces after its own kind, right? An apple seed produces an apple tree, an orange seed produces an orange tree, right? When you when you take a bite in that apple, there's a seed. <laughs> there's seeds, apple seeds. Those seeds produce that apple. So the devil is the father of lies. He's a father. Okay? The seed, he produces lies. He is the father of lies. So when someone is sitting up lying to you, know that it's the devil talking to you. I'm not saying the person is the devil. I'm saying the devil is manifest. He's operating through the works. He operates through the works of our flesh. Galatians 5, 19, 20, 21. Look down through there, read it. talks about the works of our flesh. The devil manifests himself through our behaviors. Okay? But the fruit of the Spirit is patience, love, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering. That's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's the characteristic of Christ. Those are the behaviors of Christ. This is why I say, you'll know them. you'll know them by their fruit. He didn't say you'll know them by their title. He didn't say you'll know them by how well they preach, teach, sing, dance, none of that. He said you're going to know them by their fruit. Because the devil knows the word, but he can't live the word. An evil tree cannot produce good fruit, and a good tree cannot produce evil fruit, right? Okay. The seed is within itself. It produces its own kind. So we have to renew our mind. So we can know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. What is the counsel of God? What's God's opinion? When God's opinion is our opinion. Listen, when we don't know the counsel of God, which none of us knows everything, right? We're all ignorant in some part because we don't know everything. But there's no excuse now. We can go, we can Google it. What does the Bible say about anger? What does the Bible say about love? What does the Bible say about this? Whatever it is, what is the counsel of God? God's word is, God and his word is one. We shouldn't have to be stumbling over something. If we don't know something, we say, hold on, let me get back with you on that. Let me see what the counsel of God is. Let me see what God's word say about this. Believers believe the Word of God is not a buffet. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to do. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to say. God's Word, we do, but we, his, what we should be saying what God is saying. Believers, believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Believers, believe. I dropped in to just simply say, let your opinion be God's opinion and say what God say. Okay? Father, that's our prayer today. That when we open our mouths, that you will speak through us. That our our counsel will be your counsel. Because we want the counsel of the Holy Spirit. We want godly counsel, not worldly counsel. Because worldly counsel, it ministers to my flesh. But spiritual counsel 
ministers to my spirit. How many of you know that the spirit is more real than the flesh? Because it's the spirit that giveth life to the body, right? It's the spirit that giveth life. When a person's spirit leaves their body, they cease to live. It's the spirit that causes us to be alive. And we have to renew our mind to get the body to do what the mind tell it to. The mind is the battleground. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak because the flesh is in rebellion towards what, who God is. It was born into sin. That's why I have to be born again when the fall came, right? But I just simply dropped in to ask the question. I pray that this word convict us, convince us, and challenges us to change. But more than anything, that it gives us a hunger and a desire that we will take a deep dive into the word of God. Because the real root cause, the real cause is the root cause. It doesn't matter how much how much counseling we get, how many scriptures we know until we do what it say. Because how many of you know, once again, I'm getting ready to end the year. Because really, I just dropped in to ask the question, what's your opinion? Is your opinion God's opinion? Think about your thoughts. I pray that you think about your thoughts. Because that's the battleground. That's where we have to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Is that thing that you believe about marriage, is that is that what God say about marriage? Is those thoughts you believe about raising kids, is that God's thoughts about raising kids? Is those thoughts that you believe about finances, are those God's thoughts? What is your, what is your thought life? We have to think about our thoughts. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. As our soul prospers, everything else in our life will begin to prosper. Our health will begin to prosper. What's your, what's your, what's your opinion concerning health? When our thoughts are contrary to God's thoughts, we have to cast down those evil imaginations. If we don't believe that healing is for today, then guess what? That thought is contrary to what God say because his, he already tells us in his word that by his stripes we were healed. So if we were healed, that means we are healed. So what I have to do is I have to cast down that evil imagination because that's contrary to what God say, right? And I have to replace it with what God say because believers Believe. Believers believe. Believers believe. What's your idea of a friend? What's your idea of a wife? What's your idea of a husband? What's your idea? What's your idea? Where do you get your ideas? The Bible tells us not to be get caught up into old wise fables, old wise tales, old wise fables. You know, some of those things that, and, and I love grandma and I love great grandma, but if what they were saying wasn't what God was saying, then we're going to have to throw that out and I'll replace it with the truth. You know, there's things that believers, I've heard believers like, oh, well, 
you, you know, a black cat crossed that path, so I can't go that way. That's an evil imagination. We need to cast that down. The reason that's an evil imagination, that's superstition, is witchcraft. You know, what you're doing is you're adding anything that you add your faith to, you can activate it. You can activate it with your faith. You can act it if you add your faith to it. The Bible says that they heard the word, but but because they did not add their faith to it, they did not mix it with faith. It did not manifest. Quit mixing your faith with things that God didn't say, but what the devil said. Because if you mix your faith with it, you will have what you say. Remember, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of our own tongue, and we will eat the fruit thereof. We're gonna, in other words, we're gonna eat our words. We're gonna have what we say. If you add your faith to it, you're gonna have what you say. So we're believing things just because someone else said it. Or, you know, grandmommy was a wise person. You know, she taught she taught me things about men. She taught me things about women. And um, and we should. Like, but we need to be teaching people the counsel of God. Grandmommy taught what she knew. If she's not saying what God is saying, then that's not what God is saying. Wise, old wise fables. Are you believing some old wise fables? If you walk under on a crack, you break your mama's back. If you cross the path of a cat, you're gonna have bad luck. If you, if you, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't believe in luck. But just shall live by faith. Life is not, um, life is not a lottery. <laughs> the just is supposed to live by faith, not luck. Right? Faith. The just shall live by faith in what God say. It's not luck. Okay? It's faith. The just shall live by faith. We shall walk by faith. We shall walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Okay? I'm getting ready to end it here. Um, this is something the Lord had on my heart my mind had to finish it up what's your opinion because when I see this it vexes me when I hear this it vexes me Some um, we have to say what God says it should be simple when the world challenges us because they will um, that's part of persecution. How I many of you know that the Bible says that when we choose to live for Christ, we shall suffer persecution. We're going to suffer persecution when we choose to live for Christ. Because how many of you know that devils don't die? That those same demons that were here when Christ was on the earth, they're still here. Those devils didn't die. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it lives on the inside of us. That's the same spirit that's going to quicken our mortal bodies. The same spirit that quickened Christ's mortal body and raised him from the dead. Holy Spirit, that's the same spirit that's going to quicken our mortal body. Devils don't die. The battle is still going on. He's coming for the word. The devil, the devil wants to steal the word. If you guys get a chance, go back and listen to my podcast. What is it that the devil want from you? And there I talk about it. The devil don't care nothing about your car. (laughs) He can't do nothing with it. He don't care about your marriage. He can't do nothing with it. If he can steal your faith, 
if he can get you to doubt. The devil's coming to steal the word. Why? Because the word is the weapon. The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. This is how we war in the spirit is with the word. But if we don't know the word, then it's like being in a war with no weapon. This is why I always try to encourage people to read the word, read the word, read the word. Turn off the TV and read the word. Turn off YouTube and read the word. We have to begin to spend time with God. God and his word is one. It's not that we don't have time. We just uh, choose not to make time. We make time for what's important for us. It's not that we don't have time. When people say they're so busy, they're busy, busy, busy. They're really, what they're saying is, I'm busy doing what I want. That's what we say. I'm busy doing what I want. Because you've got to be doing something in order to be busy, right? So basically what we're saying is, I'm busy doing what I want. No, I don't have time for that. You know, I did my deal. I went to church Sunday. I went to Bible study Wednesday. Now, I don't have time for that every day of the week. I don't have time for God every day of the week. So, you know, one thing, um, there's no condemnation, but I pray that the Word of God challenges us. It challenges us to change. It causes us to think about our thoughts. So we can bring them into captive and cast down those evil imaginations because the Word of God is the power of God and the salvation. The Word of God has the power to deliver us and set us free. Who the Son set free really is free indeed. When God delivers you from people, when God delivers you from your opinion, <laughs> who the Son set free is free indeed. Christ wants to mentor us. He wants to disciple us. That's what He came. He came to make disciples, and He told us to go and make disciples. We should be encouraging people to follow Christ. As ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliators, we should be living Christ-like, saying what he say, because ambassadors, they represent their kingdom, their country. They say what, they speak on behalf of the country. And as ambassadors of Christ, we're called to speak on behalf of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, we're called to bring heaven to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's the counsel of God? What's the counsel of God? What does God say about that? What does God say about that? What's the counsel of God? Don't have itching ears. Sit still and endure sound doctrine. And don't run when correction comes. As God's word say, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. I'm getting at the end of here. There's no condemnation. My, my challenge for you today is to think about your thoughts. See if your thoughts, I mean, really sit down and say, where did they come from? Where did that come from? Why do I believe that? What I'm saying is, that's not the word. That's not what God is saying. That's not true. Some of the things that I'm believing is not true. And that's when deliverance begins, when we're able to face the lies and replace them with God's truth. That's when deliverance is going to come, when we uproot, when we allow the word of God to uproot 
those mindset strongholds. Some of us can't be healed because some of the things that we believe. When Jesus would heal people, he would always say, your faith has made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. He would say, your faith has made you whole. What you believe will make you whole. What you will believe what you believe will make you whole, or what you believe will cause you to be in bondage. Jesus said, You'll know the truth. If you continue my word, you are my disciples. We must continue in God's word to be his disciple. He said, You'll know the truth. What's the truth? The truth is God's word. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, right? God's word is the truth. We have to settle it and, and, and um, that God's word is the truth. God's word, I don't know about you, but God's word is my absolute truth. His word, I know I can trust him. He is my rock, my refuge. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It shows me which way I should go. The word of God will show you which way to go. We have to lay aside our pride. Do you know that when we don't agree with what God say and when we know what God say and we don't agree with what God say, not only are we leaning to our own understanding, but we're ignoring God and we're and it's called pride. And what we're saying is, God, I know what you say, but I'm going to do what I want. Proverbs says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. He said, in all of our ways. If we can make our, if we can bridle our tongue, and we can make our flesh submit to the word of God, we can make our body obey the will of God. Because our body's going to do what the mind tells it to. So we have to renew our mind to the word of God. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about the word of God, which is the power of God over the matter. We got believers, we got mingled seed. We got believers mixing um, other religions in with the word of God, chanting and doing yoga and Buddha and, mm, yeah, I said that, stargazing, zodiac signs. I'm Aquarius, I'm a this, I'm a that. No, we are who God says we are. Read the word of God and see what it say about astrologers, stargazers. Anytime we go outside of the word of God to find the, try to figure out the will of God, then we've gone outside of the word of God. The Bible says something about everything. There really is a promise for every problem. What's the counsel of God? Instead of, instead of getting upset about maybe something what I said, just Google it. What, what's the, what does the Bible say about whatever it is that I said that made you upset? See what the Bible say about what I said that made you upset. Because the Word of God is, I'm not saying this. I want you to know that my this isn't my opinion. I'm telling you that my opinion is God's opinion. I believe what He say. I believe what He say. I believe. How can we tell when we believe what God say? He tells us. He said, "Be doers of the word." Not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. Why? Because when we know what to do and don't do it, for us, it's sin. 
This is what the word says. Pearly, when you know better and you don't do better, you're wrong. It's sin. There's no condemnation. Because I trust the Lord. He knows the way in which I should take. Because I'm fully convinced that my way was the wrong way. And the only thing I want is what God wants. All I want to do is follow you, Lord. All I want to do, when Jesus is our Lord, not just our Savior, but when he's our Lord, Lord and Savior. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, if you're not going to do what I say? There's no condemnation. This is a teachable moment. My challenge, the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to think about our thoughts. And when our thoughts, when we come across a thought that's contrary to what God say, let's cast down those evil imaginations by replacing those thoughts with what God say. And that's your deliverance. The word of God is the power of God. When I found out the truth, it set me free from a lie. Every time I learn some new truth, it sets me free from a lie. Every time I find out Every time the Lord imparts into me some spiritual, some revelation knowledge, it sets me free from a lie because I'm hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Because when my life is out of order, I want to go to the Word and say, Lord, this is wrong. Show where this coming from. Show me what this is. This is contrary to you. This is not how you is. This is not how you set what you say. This is not how you behave. This is why I say um, our life, we're the subject of our own life story because change begins with me. It's not about you changing to conform to what I want. It's about me allowing God to change me to what he wants. People aren't called to change other people. We're called to pray for other people. We're called to be the light in the midst of darkness. But as long as you see them as being your problem, you're never going to be able to see what your problem is. So I have to take the plank out of my own eye before we can see the splinter in our brother's eye. All right? I don't know about you, but Lord, here I am. Reveal to me every thought, everything in my life that's contrary to who you are because that's the thing about deception. See, deception convinces you that you're right. This is why we need truth tellers. We need some real friends because real friends tell us the, tr- the real truth. So I always say you'll know your, real, your true friends by the truth that your friends tell you. I'm not a yes man. I'm a God, God woman. And telling people the truth is easy for me because I love people. And I hate the devil. When I hate the devil, I hate him. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And guess what? The more you develop that love relationship with the Lord, the more you'll grow to hate evil. The more we will grow to hate evil. The more you we love, learn to love what's good, the more we'll grow to hate what's evil. Not people. But evil, the devil, which I hate him. There are seven things God hates. <laughs> I hate him. I hate evil. Because it, it hurts people. Think about it. 
You don't want your child going out here doing the wrong thing. Not because you don't like them. You don't like the thing that they're doing because you know the thing that they're doing is gonna is hurting them. And that's how God feels about us. He's, he's always trying to protect us from something that's going to hurt us. You guys pick up my book, Exposing the Devil Devices. And that's kind of what the what that book is talking about. God's warning signs and why he put things here to warn us. Because he's always trying to, the stop sign is a warning sign. He's saying stop. That was a God idea. God gave that person that idea to create that warning sign. He's saying stop. Because if you don't stop, you're going to crash. I got this here as a precaution because if all these cars come together at the same time, it's going to kill someone. Right? God gave man that, that ability, the wisdom to put that stop sign there. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Don't ignore the warning signs. Because when God tells us not to do something, when you read in the word or he just tells you not to do it, you have this unctioning on, on the inside. And you know on the inside he's saying don't do it. It's, it's not because he's trying to take our fun away. It's because he's trying to protect us from something that's going to harm us and lead us astray. He loves us. And when we become convinced of God's love for us, obedience to his word is going to be easier to, for us because when you love someone, you just want to please them. You just want to please them. Jesus said if we love him, then we should obey him. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. When we love God, we are known by God. 1 Corinthians 8, 3. When we, when we love God, we are known by God. And when we love God, that's when we become a friend of God. You know, we sang that song, I am a friend of God. But friends, when they love each other, they don't hurt each other. And they reveal their secrets to them. Jesus said, I no longer call you a servant, but a friend. Because a servant does not know what the Father is doing. But a friend knows the master's business. Alrighty, you guys, I'm getting ready to end it here. I, I, want, I pray that this challenges you. I pray that it constantly challenges me. Because as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, his word, it will lead and guide us and direct us in the way that we should go. Therefore, I want to end it on this note, not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Be not wise, depart from, be not wise in your own eyes, but depart from evil. Because when we're wise in our own eyes, that's when we value our thoughts above God's thoughts. And remember, he said he resists the proud, but God give grace to the humble. When my when I exalt my thoughts above God's thoughts, then I be am I not becoming a God unto myself? And I'm not saying that my way is the right way, God. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. There's no condemnation, no run when correction comes. And I pray that this word will challenge you to change that it will cause you to go in and think about your thoughts because that's deliverance. And God wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And as we begin to renew our mindset, 
we will begin to grow in our relationship. We must be able to endure sound doctrine. You guys listening on my next podcast. It's called a vegan diet. Are a vegan diet. That's a diet without meat. A meatless diet. Okay. Um, I think I have like 199 podcasts. You guys stroll down when you go on my page and listen in on those podcasts. If they bless you in any way, hit that support button. Subscribe to me. Subscribe to my page. And you guys hit that message button. You can actually leave me a message there if it has blessed you in any way. Okay. I'm getting ready to end here. You guys be so blessed. Be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Okay? Till next time. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And Father, our prayer is that this word will not return unto us void. Father God, but, but we will be quick to repent that you will bring your word back to our remembrance, Lord God. And that you would just continue to give us a hunger and a thirst for the word of God, the will of God, the way of God, for the things of God, Father God. For our heart desire is to fulfill your desire. For our spirit is willing, Lord, but our flesh is weak. Therefore, as we begin to seek, we will find. As we begin to knock, you have promised to open the door. As we hunger and thirst after righteousness, Father, you promise to fill us. Give us a hunger, a desire the things of God. In Jesus' name I pray. You guys, go back and listen to my podcast, What Causes Us to Lose Our Desire for God. Alrighty? But um, my prayer is that he ignites that hunger in us. That nothing or no one can take the place of our quiet time with our Heavenly Father. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you see God's goodness all throughout your day. And you guys, I like my Facebook page, uh, Pearly Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, uh, my podcast page. Okay, I'm finna end it here. And my YouTube page, Drew Martin. All my books are online at Amazon.com. Okay, be blessed.